The sound of smooth, easy listening coming through your speakers right now can only mean one thing. That's right, you're back for another week of talking with the Cave Talk Podcast. I'm Justin, here with Adam. What's up, guys? We got a couple things to talk to you guys about this week. One, we're going to talk about a little bit of storytelling from our video game days past. A little bit of what we're playing right now. And uh, I know everybody's been excited for this. An exciting update from the FTC. Are you ready, Adam? No one's excited, but I am absolutely ready. Let's get into it. All right, here we go! good to be back, man. It is good to be back. Here we find ourselves back week two, week two. So we figured out that we can do this, and now we figured out we can do this with, and I can't stress this enough, royalty-free music. Because we aren't royals, and we're okay with that. <laughs> and we don't want to get sued. So uh, I'm excited to do this again, though, man. It's been really, really fun doing it so far. One interesting thing to kind of start things out with is from our original test episodes that we kind of focus grouped. Yes, 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 yes. So, I got some interesting feedback recently that uh, there was a favorite story of mine that I told from back in my video game days of old. Is it it the thing about the PlayStation? It's the thing about the PlayStation. Yes. So... Got the same feedback. Yep. It it turned out that story was a pretty nice little hit, so I decided (laughs) I'll go ahead and tell it again. So... You guys heard last week that I had a bunch of different systems growing up. Adam had all the systems growing up and through his adulthood. And uh, I did stop at one point at the, uh, the good old PS3. <laughs> once, once again, shout out to George Foreman and that beautiful that beautiful PS3 initial body was just yeah, something else. Yeah. So, in my early PlayStation days, um, and actually kind of just in my youth in general, I was a... Uh, Let's just call it a, mischief, a mischievous child. I could sometimes get into a little bit of mischief, get into some trouble, and my parents, well, their punishment was like a classic. Unhook your PlayStation, we're taking it, we're putting it away. The classic, they, they, they kept me the classics. Because so, no one puts Justin in the corner. <laughs> no one puts me in the corner. So, <laughs> man, I fucking like call my parents and apologize for all this. <laughs> my, uh... Well, I didn't like losing my PlayStation. Let's just put it that way. So, when my parents would take my PlayStation, mm-hmm. I'd be, of course, pretty upset about it. Mm-hmm. So, I figured out ways to get it back. So, that required me literally doing reconnaissance missions into my parents' closet to figure out where my PlayStation could be. And my logic there was, well, what's arm's reach for my parents? Like, how far can they reach? Because they're not going to climb up on some ladder or something like that to put this thing in some ridiculous spot. They're going to go just as far back as they can and maybe behind something. So when my parents would go to the store, I'd go in the closet and I'd look around for my PlayStation, right? And I'd figure out where the hiding spot was. I'd figure out what it was behind, exactly how it looked, like all these things. And you're looking at me right now like I'm a psychopath. You're a menace. (laughs) And I'm here for it. Um, So I would basically figure out, okay, what's the exact scenario and what's the exact orientation of how they hide my PlayStation? Once I figured that out, I knew my parents would be gone for a while. Or if I knew that, like, I'm still under punishment and they have no reason to check, which was basically always, to be honest with you. <laughs> I figured out how to get my PlayStation to my room. Because they usually played it on the front room, on the, on the living room TV and all that. But I had a TV in my room as well I could plug in. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't allowed to have it in there. I wasn't allowed to have it in there. This, this is going to come back up later this on. This is going to come back. <laughs> so... What young, like I think about 13, maybe 14 year old Justin did. So old enough to definitely know better. Oh, I 100% knew better. No innocent child excuse here. No, there's no, there's nothing innocent about this story. You will be tried as an adult. So (laughs) what I did was I went into my drawer. I think I chose my bottom drawer, my dresser drawer. I made sure that I had the cords, which were pretty much universal. Like, you gotta remember the coax cables. Yeah, so, they, like, yeah, coax, AV jacks, power Yeah, done. that's all you needed. So, what I would do is I would kind of like hollow out a space, basically, in my bottom drawer, the one that I never went out, I think it was like old shirts and socks or something like that. <laughs> so, I hollowed out a space, 
And then I would kind of leave it, uh, I'd go ahead and just kind of leave that little space in there. And I would take the PlayStation and put it in that drawer. Close the drawer, run the cords up through the back, knowing that my dresser was really tight against the wall, so it's almost guaranteed nobody's gonna look back there and see cords <laughs> hanging. And I could unplug them just enough from the TV where they drop between the dresser and the wall, you don't even see anything there. <laughs> it's so, just as good the second time. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm actually going to a little bit more detail this time around. I'm, I don't know why I am, because it actually makes the story sound so much worse. You're just incriminating yourself even further. Oh, God. It's like, it's like right now, I feel like OJ coming back and like, well, actually, the way that I did it. Like, so, <laughs> so basically, I ran my, ran my PlayStation to my TV, made sure that it had enough air to kind of breathe, I guess you could say, so it didn't overheat or anything like that. And I also made sure I had a spare controller. I remember this now. It was a spare controller that we had, so you didn't even, they didn't really check the controllers, but just to be safe. Uh, I think it was when I borrowed from my friend for a while. So I had all this in that drawer, and I would play my PlayStation sometimes for like weeks at a time <laughs> without my parents even knowing that it was taken from the hiding spot. Oh. And uh, then whenever they'd leave, and I was like, kind of knew that I was gonna be off punishment, I'd just go put it back. <laughs> So <laughs> I've never really lost my PlayStation. Even worse, uh, because the PlayStation could be a little bit noisy, I would make sure I had like a towel kind of in there. Not like over it, over it, but like muffle the sound, but still make sure it's not overheating. And also develop almost spider sense to the point of like, I knew that to get to my room, they had to go down the hall and kind of take a right, like kind of around a corner. And my room was the second one on the left. So I knew if I saw the hallway light come on, exactly how much time I had to turn my TV off. You're out there with a stopwatch. Oh, a thousand. I had a time to a science. So I knew if the light came on, how much time I had. Because that meant that somebody was probably coming to my room. They usually didn't go to my room like in a dark hallway. My dad also had crutches for like a large portion of like me growing up. Okay. And so this really makes me sound like a really bad kid. We're past that. I would use the sound of his crutches to time how quickly he was going to get to my room. As Left, I say crutch, this, right, as crutch. I say this out loud, I'm like, I'm a whore. I was a horrible kid. Like, that sounds so bad inside or outside of context, but what I would do is if I heard my dad's crutches, which they would kind of echo because we had a tile, we had tile floors. Ooh. So I knew, okay, if I, the second I can hear them, I got about, let's call it 10 seconds to light off, PlayStation, or close the drawer to where you couldn't hear the PlayStation running, TV off, pretend that I'm asleep. I ran this operation for so long. Operation Nautilus. Um, it was 100% like the most scheming thing that I think I've ever done. Um, I remember one of my best friends even came over, and this is, oh man, I remember he would come over, and I feel so bad because I think for a while my parents thought that he was the mischievous one out of the two. This is not the case. If anything, he was the one like, hey man, we're going to get in trouble. We shouldn't do this. This is going to sound so bad, and I keep on prefacing things. I know I keep on prefacing what I'm about to say with that, but this is going to sound so bad. I would basically break down to him like what my punishment was going to be and essentially it's kind of the same as like you may have like somebody like oh listen it's your first offense you're only going to get like a misdemeanor I'd be like well listen dude you're over okay if we're sneaking up and playing video games that I stole out of my parents closet and they catch us at let's say 2 in the morning there's no threat here they're not going to call your parents and wake them up to come take you home. Worst case scenario, they're going to get yelled at and they won't let you come over for X amount of time. They can't take anything from me because I've gotten so much trouble all the time that all my stuff is basically taken away. So, like, we're pretty much good here. It we're, is, we're on the surface of the sun, baby. Yeah, we're good, man. We're playing with house money here. Bro. Like, I would tell him these things and he would, like, look very stressed out like I never want to sleep over here again because I had all these just schemes and conniving things that I was coming up with you know the worst part is that I was thinking about all of this I was kind of like it's funny that you bring up that we got that feedback from the test episodes because 
I was having that flashback as I was remembering uh, last week giving my nephew his uh, birthday gift. I got on a racing wheel, like a lot of Zach. Nice. And I was remembering, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, you're a really well-behaved kid. And like, you'd be really good in school. You will never have to resort to the scheming and machinations <laughs> and subterfuge that I had to engage in. Like, what if I had just been like a pretty well-behaved child all the time? Like, how much easier would my <laughs> video gaming have been? Well, it's funny that you, you mentioned, like, you thought about overheating, because obviously the PS3 was running parallel to the 360, which was famous for overheating. Oh, yeah. You genuinely never had any issues with overheating? Not a one. Not a one. Um, I made, like I said, I did make sure to, like, leave a little bit of area open in the back of the drawer for, like, venting. So basically just making sure that it wasn't just in there, just, like, completely surrounded by clothes. So just quiet enough, but never a moment with it overheating, believe it or not. That not once. Baffling. And well, to, to retread a little bit more ground, I'm going to say this again as I did in the test episode. You could not be that kid with the PS5. Your house would burn to the ground. Oh, I would have. Yeah, it would have been arson. Just, they, just, it, it would have been an investigation with PS5. Think of the PR nightmare that would be for the Gran Turismo movie. <laughs> oh, man. Sony first party game turned into film. Also, Sony first party console burns family alive. Yeah, burns family alive and <laughs> mischievous son tries to get in a couple extra rounds of Tekken in the evening. Like, it, dude, that. And I have a couple stories like this that, like, I'll often, like, remember from childhood because, I mean, just, that's just how it goes, you know? But that one is probably one of my favorites, believe it or not. Like, the, the absolute moves I would go through just to be able to play my PlayStation. And as I think about it, I'm just like, I should probably call my parents and, like, they, I, don't, I don't think they ever even figured it out. But, like, I always want to call, but I, I'm sorry. I should probably tell you guys, like, what I did. <laughs> to, to Mr. and Mrs. Justin out there, I uh, I can vouch for your, your your son being, like, a great, outstanding man to this day. Regardless of how he got there, he's a great man yeah, today. Thank you for not dropping me <laughs> off for, like, adoption. Because just the steps that your teenage son had to go through when he probably could have just done better in school. It's just done the right thing yeah, to begin with. I could have just studied <laughs> Like, I could have just studied and had my video games, but, like, an ultimate mischievous teenage boy, man, I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. That sounds like a quitter attitude to me. Yeah, I'm going to think of just, like, the most complicated, convoluted method that I possibly can that requires so much, like, hypervigilance in tracking routines and reconnaissance missions to go ahead and just get myself a couple hours of PlayStation. The, The fact that you used your father's disability... To, to, to help you become a further turd burglar? Yep. In context, out of context, just doesn't matter. It's <laughs> just <laughs> a terrible, terrible thing. Like, oh, man. Dude, I, 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 one day I will, I will 100% pay for this with a son. I already know it. <laughs> not with a PS7 or whatever it's going to be, though. Yeah, but, uh, not, not the PS7. Whatever system is out and my, my kids are old enough to play, like, I will 100% face karma. Like, justice for my crime against my parents. Oh, that's so good. Like that 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 story is actually better the second time. I love it. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I want to say you had a story uh, as well that you kind of want to get into a little bit if you wanted to. Well, it's it's crazy that you mentioned the feedback. I also got the same feedback from several people. Like, man, those stories that you told. I mean, yours is better in the initial test pilot episode. So I'm gonna go oh and try and not one up you, but at least get parallel with you oh sure sure speak your truth here uh, my, my truth here uh, also playstation related um kingdom hearts love it hate it it is a it is a part of what we do here in the video game world love it um so as you mentioned i owned every console under the sun yeah uh should not have but i did um but in the very beginning when I wasn't as quote unquote financially stable as I supposedly am supposed to be right now. Right, right. Uh, I, I, I had help buying consoles. The first console that I bought for myself was my PS2. Hmm. Yep. So, that being said, I saved up for whatever amount of time it was. It seemed like for bloody ever. And I wasn't planning ahead very well, so we got to Best Buy because I had finally saved up enough to buy a PS2. I did not save up enough to buy a PS2 and a video game. 
and I did not realize this until we had gotten into the physical store. And it wasn't far enough away, but this was something that like my parents were like, okay, fine, 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 we'll, we'll do this. We don't need to take this extra time, but here we are. So I made a deal with my mom. And that deal was, all right, I will help you buy your first game, but I get to have some influence on what this first game was. And I was like, cool, sold. I want my PS2 in my room, even if it's just collecting dust. Ooh, that almost feels like a monkey ball wish uh, sort of situation. But it, all right. Prepare for the clinch, Justin. All right. <laughs> Not that kind of podcast. <laughs> so my mom had been talking with my sister. And my sister, who at the time kind of idolized me uh, in, in, like, in, in that way that younger sisters tend to do for sure. older brothers, she'd been talking to my mom about a game called Kingdom Hearts. And all I knew in my young angsty teenage preteen self because playstation 2 was like oh two ish i'd say yep, yep uh so i would have been 11 12 mm. i didn't want anything to do with something that has mickey mouse on it like absolutely not like not not that's not going to be my first game it it turned out that it was <laughs> so mom ends up paying for this and uh, we get it back home get it all set up and we sit down and my sister's like, we're going to do this. And we got we got the Prima Strategy Guide. Oh, it was great. That novel. Yeah. Oh, man. man, my family was so cool in the sense of that's kind of what we did. Even back on the PS1, we, uh, we'd all sit around and Dad and I would play Tomb Raider, for instance. And my mom and my sisters would sit in the background and they would read off what we needed to do in yeah, the Prima yeah, Strategy yeah, Guide. Dug in those bad boys. I was very lucky that my whole family really got into it, at least in the beginning. So my that was kind of our setup. You know, I was going to play the game. My sister was going to read the Prima Strategy Guide. And uh, I got to tell you, man, it, it was not long before I was sneaking play sessions to play this game without her. And then eventually she just kind of fell off because I just got so far ahead. And, and that was like that was what begun my love story with Kingdom Hearts. That it was a game. I didn't want it. I only yeah. got it because I couldn't afford a console and the game. My sister was involved. I wasn't happy, and then it became like this thing that like I could not get enough of, and like that journey continued for me and my sister on through Kingdom Hearts two, which was phenomenal. And I'm sure it would have with Kingdom Hearts three had a you know it not been the better part of two decades between the two damn games. You know, fun fact, I I gotta go back and find it, but I think I saw this in my Facebook memories not long ago. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll double check for you guys and have it on the episode next week. But I think I saw one of my memories things, like, so it'll show you, like, hey, on this day, X amount of years ago, you said this, and stuff like that. So, I think that I first posted about Kingdom Hearts 3 dropping in 2013 when oh. I saw an E3 trailer. And I was like, Kingdom Hearts 3. Finally. It's like, going to be here so soon. I still look back at that like, oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> like, you didn't know anything. You didn't know shit, man. Like, back when you would just see these Square Enix E3 keynotes and be like, wow, in development, that could mean, like, tomorrow. It could also mean, like, 10 years. That's like, how development yeah, works. Yeah, like, I was like, in development, that means it. Or, or coming soon. Oh, dude, it's coming soon. That can mean anything. It's just words. Like, I didn't know that as a kid, but, like, yeah, well, okay. Correction. In 2013, I would have been, yeah, I was, like, 23. So, yeah, sweet summer child me. I still did not understand uh, that, yeah, that game was not coming anytime soon. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, to, to, to younger use credit, one typically doesn't show anything for a game when it's eight years out. Seven, eight years out. Yes. I mean, and that was no, no, not even that. That's when they showed a trailer. Yep. Kingdom Hearts Two came out in like oh four, oh five, something like that. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what. We're gonna do some. I'm, I'm gonna do some live research. Oh, right snap. now. So. So this is my. This is our first time doing live research on the show. So to prevent any kind of weird pregnant pauses, I'm gonna have Adam just stall and talk. Uh, oh. Well, I was getting ready to click, click the click the pause record button. Doing it live. Doing it live. Do it live. Well, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. So, Kingdom Hearts two dropped when I was a sophomore in high school. I was married, divorced, father of a several year old child, and like well into my 
twenties by the time Kingdom Hearts three dropped. Yeah, so you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm pulling up the release dates for all three games right now, and this is gonna blow your mind. I, it's not. See, that's the sad part is, it's not gonna blow my mind because Square only Square. Like you know what, we're gonna just drop Kingdom Hearts two, which you know. No, I'm not even going to defend it that far. Oh it dropped. It, this it, this <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2 ended on like a legit cliffhanger. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1 ended on a cliffhanger when oh. Kyrie got separated. Uh, but I mean, at least that was like a, a, a four year turnaround because Kingdom Hearts, I mean, yeah, 02. Oh my god. Uh, I'm like, oh my god. Okay, so. I'm just looking. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. I'm, I'm so, for the sake of, you know, us being honest, I want to just double-check these things, because, you know, we want to vet our sources here. We don't want to just be some guy just on here saying anything to you guys. Man's talking about vetting sources. You're using Google, Justin. <laughs> okay. I want everybody to understand that I am not using Google. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> okay? Once here, again, the Wikipedia is, the Wikipedia is great, okay? <laughs> Listen, it's this site where anybody can get on here. And say anything they want about anything. All right. That's Why what I love so much about this great flat Earth that we live on is that anybody can get on Wikipedia <laughs> and say whatever they want. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know what I'm even doing? I'm like, okay, well, let me just double check the like the the American release dates. Like, just making sure here when did it drop in America? Okay, and like the dates, like in my head, I'm like, well, this can't be right. Like, I'm just gonna drop on the perspective here in a moment here. So. Oh no, I'm I'm watching it pop up on the dock, and this is just. Okay. Oh yeah, you're like, well, that's bullshit, right? Okay. So hold, we... hold on, hold on, because we still got one more game, and do, just so don't you know, do this. Don't do even this, Justin. Even three, it was announced that he was a little bit busy in 2010. <laughs> Okay. He said he was a little bit too busy working so he, on other he addressed projects. he addressed the delay in 2010. He addressed the delay in With, 2010. Okay. Before we before we reveal the hard dates, I want to say, to its credit, the, the, the jump between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, really not that bad. No, not for the speed. And for the, don't forget the scale of the game. That, right. and, I mean, I guess we're so used to development times nowadays, you know, we are in what we are now. I guess you could say that that jump from one to two for back then is is a bit of a delay because that wasn't really. It. Oh God, there it is. So there it is. I've compiled the research, everybody. I've run the numbers. <laughs> I've looked at the data. I've peer reviewed it. Kingdom Hearts One dropped September seventeenth, two thousand two. For perspective, just to drive home perspective for how long ago that was. Think about where you were on 9-11. Oh, here we go. Go forward a oh. year and not even a week. That's how long ago that game dropped. Episode 2. Never, <laughs> never forget. <laughs> never forget. Okay. Kingdom Hearts 2 dropped March 28, 2006. So four-year gap. Not a bad... For back then, that was quite that's, a gap. That's pretty good. I mean, they that's were doing... These are big games. Big games. And back then, I'd say average development time for sequels was like two to three years. So for for back then, four was on the long side because it seemed like for bloody ever. Now for all the Square Enix fans and even Disney fans who are like, well, there were a lot of games between two and three. I'm talking about the mainline titles, okay? I not want to hear about Birth by Sleep or Recoded or 358 over one. The main saga games. We you have just pissed off. I mean, first off, the entirety of Japan. Yeah. It's just unfollowing yeah, right unfollowing now. right now. <laughs> but Kingdom Hearts 2, once again, March 28, 2006. Think about where you were in 2006. Sophomore. Yeah, sophomore. That was junior year, I think, for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that was junior year, 2006. I graduated in 07. Okay, so, 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 yeah, yeah. So, so sophomore for me, junior year for yeah. you. Kingdom Hearts 3 dropped in January 2019. That's 13 years. <laughs> That's 13 years. And you said that the announcement was in 2013. Uh, yes. That's when the, that's when the trailer dropped. So, I'm going to double check that. Because for next week, i got to go dig through okay. my social media. But. So, 2 dropped in 06. Yeah. 
four years later, around the same development time and distance between one and two, yeah, the, cre- like, the creator is like, hey, listen, I'm a bit busy, but we're going to get to it. That's that's after four years. Uh-huh. Roughly, we're going to check for next week. Three years after that, they released a trailer. Yes. <laughs> Four, <laughs> and then six years after that, the game actually came out. For some more perspective, do you know what he was working on? That uh, he was too busy for two for uh, Kingdom Hearts three. He wasn't working on Kingdom Hearts. That's all. I knew. He was working on a Final Fantasy game. Ooh. Final Fantasy thirteen. Well, don't say that just yet because that isn't the Final Fantasy thirteen that you're thinking of. He took so long on that one. That that is now known as Final Fantasy fifteen. <gasps> that's right. The, yeah. the, the Final Fantasy that we that they spent for bloody ever on because this isn't just for fans. This is for everyone. Uh huh. Did you know that? Uh, you know, kind of tie into what we're playing. Final Fantasy fifteen is still the fastest selling Final Fantasy to this day. I believe it. Um, one, you know, I I think Final Fantasy sixteen is inarguably a better game in every respect. That being said, bear in mind, the consoles that it dropped on for Final Fantasy XV was two SKUs. You got uh, the Xbox One generation, the PS4 generation, and then they did like a chibi release on the Nintendo Switch, and they had a chibi release on on the uh, on on mobile. So I mean, you had a lot more SKUs, and also there were, we were way deeper into the generation than we are now. And Final Fantasy XVI is console exclusive to PS5, so. So, with that being said, I know that you know that was a special thing for you and your family, especially early on. Yes. But if you had started, uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1, so you guys kept it going through 2, and I see you guys kept it going through 3, that would have been almost two decades of tradition that your family would have dedicated I to, have a, to Kingdom Hearts. I have a confession. Alright, it's open, safe place. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say in 2018, I went through, I was like, you know what, uh, I'm going to go through and I'm going to rebeat Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, because, you know, they had finally like put a semi-hard date, not that kind of podcast, a semi-hard date on Kingdom Hearts 3, because, you know, delays and whatnot, In about the span of three months, I beat, I 100%ed Kingdom Hearts 1, and then I, I, I mostly 100%ed. I like 90%ed Kingdom Hearts 2. I never beat Kingdom Hearts 3. So it's actually funny you say that because, I mean, I did. Uh, it, was, it was a grand finale. But I'm actually considering going back and uh, playing through the series one more time. After I get some other stuff knocked out, I'm considering going back and playing it. Uh, right now, I still, well, right now, I won't be sinking any time to it. But I just started. Far Cry 6 Ooh. as in like I'm 10 minutes into it but <laughs> do, do tell me about I, those juicy 10 I, I love the Far Cry series um, I'm pretty excited for this one that's what I'm playing right now I know you've been playing a couple of new things I know you kind of got into a new game this past couple weeks I want to say uh, yeah so a couple new things one like we talked about last week uh, I have gone through and I've actually rolled credits for the umpteenth time on Space Marine 1 because Warhammer is awesome yeah okay okay sure awesome yeah. Warhammer together opinions opinions brother we all have they're a beautiful thing anyway so rolled credits by no means is it a great game but I think it's a fantastic game 10 out of 10 for Adam personally something new and relevant that people actually care about ah god you're the Playstation guy I'm the Xbox guy. I just have to sing the praise of Xbox Game Pass. Specifically for instance like this. This past week, a game by Capcom dropped called Exoprimal. It is... Think Dino Crisis, but multiplayer with, like, dimensional travel. It's fantastic. It is a PvP slash PvE slash kind of just, like, do-your-own-thing game where... The story is absolute nonsense, and that's just par for the course when it comes to Capcom things. But you have a selection of mech suits, and each one is specialized. You know, you got your tanks, you got your DPS, you got your heals. You, I mean, it's it's very basic in what it is doing, but what it is doing is executing in a fantastic manner. Uh, you're essentially in a pseudo futuristic place sometimes, and there th- this company is harvesting 
this special substance that drops specifically from dinosaurs that are coming out of a separate dimension. Um, if there is an explanation for why these dinosaurs are in a separate dimension, I don't know what it is because I I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just skipping cutscenes and I'm getting straight to the action. Just straight to the game. It it is a beautiful thing. I'm not typically a PvP kind of guy myself because I suck. Uh, I, I was pretty awesome at Halo 2 back in the day. Like I I competed. Well, I, I competed in like local stuff. I wasn't oh, yeah, like world like, ranked or anything. But like you gotta remember that's back in the Kingdom Hearts two days. We're talking about the Kingdom Hearts three days, you know. <laughs> just for perspective. In the amount of time that it took them to put out Kingdom Hearts three from two, Halo went to the very top of the world and came back to the very bottom of the world. <laughs> but uh uh Exoprimal, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm not much of a PvP guy. But the PvP in this aspect is there is some like actually character on character action towards the end of things. But what they do is they have kind of like a payload uh, mode where you essentially are going through this course parallel to this other team. And there's an announcer that tells you whether or not you're ahead or behind. And you're just completing these separate objectives against each other. And then if you get to the end in like a close enough setting, then you actually have to fight each other. It is it's brilliant. I dig that. You, you, you are in suits. You've got guns. There are dinosaurs. And it's one of those, it's dinosaurs in mass. I'm not talking like, oh, they're dropping a couple of things here. No. This announcer dude's like, incoming velociraptors. And this blue portal just opens above your head. And it literally starts raining velociraptors. And I can't stress enough the raining part of that. It's just dozens and dozens and dozens constantly. It's it's brilliant, and, it, and and you know if you get good enough, you you can upgrade your stuff, you can customize your stuff. At some point, if you get up far enough ahead of people, you earn enough points, you can take control and play as a dinosaur. I was killing people the other day as a Carnotaur, which that is a special sort of awesome. I I, I, I cannot sing its praise enough. Exoprimal, check it out. It is on Game Pass. Uh, it's also on all the other systems. There is cross-play, cross-save, all that, all that nonsense. Okay. Well, there's definitely cross-play. I can't, I can't vouch for cross-save. Fair enough. Fair enough. I gotta say, man, that's one thing I do like about uh, about Game Pass. I mean, that's half the reason that you know when I got my nephew an Xbox, I, I made well, that's half the reason I got him an Xbox. We talked about it. Yeah. They have that beauty of Game Pass and the games that are accessible to him that he can go jump into is so vast. Um, as a service, and PlayStation Plus, I'll, I'll give them credit, is starting to catch up a little bit as far as like the good games catalog and stuff like that. But some of that day one stuff and just that overall catalog, man, I don't. It, it's hard to beat Game Pass, in my opinion. Like if you play a couple of games a year that are like some good day one releases, it's paid for. So, uh, I wouldn't necessarily agree that PS Plus is catching up. I mean, I guess I mean as far as the game's catalog. Sure. Well, that's, yeah, that, that, that's kind of what I'm more mean there. Oh, for sure. I guess when I say, like, because the game's catalog is finally expanding. The classics is not, which is still a big knock for me. Oh, for sure. Um, but, but the overall game's catalog, the stuff I've been able to play on it, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. PlayStation for, you know, the last generation and thus far in this generation... It has the best games. Let's let I mean, as far as first party. Let's let's just call that what it is. Sure. Uh, you just can't be Game Pass, especially in the situation that you had with your nephew, and that kind of like leads me to like a question that I'd have for you. Sure. Being the PlayStation guy, what would it take for you to invest in Game Pass? And now let me just clarify that. I'm not saying what would it take for you to go out to a mom and pop shop, a brick and mortar store, pick up the newest box be it the Series S or the Series X, and bring that into your home. I mean, that, that, that is a pretty penny to just drop. I mean, not everybody can be freaks like me. Nobody really should be freaks like me. But, I mean, you've got so many options. With Game Pass Ultimate, not only do you get console, you get PC. And, you know, I know that you're kind of in the midst of, like, possibly upgrading your PC situation. Yep. But, uh... Uh, codename Keystone, which I mean, I think that they might have upgraded that. I'm not entirely sure, but Project Keystone, codename Keystone, Xbox and Microsoft are putting out a streaming stick, is what the best guess of it is, 
where you plug it into the back of your TV. It is purely a streaming device. So, I mean, between that or the fact that over the next handful of years, I know that they have partnered up with Samsung and they're in talks with other places to have just a built-in Game Pass app, just like you would with Netflix or Disney Plus or anything like that. I mean, for the streaming stick, they're talking price points between like $49.99 to upwards of like $119.99. I, I think that the sweet spot is in there if it actually can do what it needs to do. Uh, and I know that your internet is set up ideally for streaming. Oh, yeah, by far. So, I mean, what would it take for you to invest in either? I mean, I know you just got a new TV. I, I, I think it actually is new enough that once they put the, out the update that you would get Game Pass. So, two questions kind of falling into the same thing. Uh-huh. What would it take for you to drop the newly updated 16 no sorry 1799 for Game Pass Ultimate to just play through your TV or what would it take for you to like you know what I'm going to I'm going to get into this a little bit further and drop the 4999 to 11999 on this little dongle thing that you just plug in the back to the TV yeah. plug forget like what what would it take for you to invest in that cuz man there are so many Game Pass games that drop that I would just love like you know what you don't have to, you know, consolidate money on the side to you get this game, I get this game, so that way we can play together. Like, what, what would it take to get you into the Game Pass ecosystem? So, for me, honestly, I mean, I have it on my TV. I have, well, I have the option of it on my TV. Yes, okay, so, it, so your TV is new enough. Yeah, yeah, I think TV. it was everything 2021 and, and forward, I believe. Yeah, my TV has it built in. So for me, I've, and I've considered a lot. I mean, for me now, it actually wouldn't take much. For the games that I play, for the most part, um, I, I have it kind of easy. There haven't really been many Xbox exclusives outside of maybe Forza, which I probably want to play with my nephew because I don't really have an equivalent of a kind of half sim, mostly arcadey racer, specifically Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Outside of that, though, there's really nothing outside of maybe playing video games with my nephew or maybe an Xbox exclusive that I really ever had to have one for. All the exclusives that I really care for, like, you know, your God of War and such like that, your, your, your Last of Us and such like that, like, they've all been on the system that I play. Okay. I mean, that, so, that's perfectly and legitimately fair. So, for me, it really wouldn't take much. Like, honestly, if I got a controller, I'd probably go ahead and sign up for Ultimate soon and probably hop on there I mean I don't know how the online capabilities are I know it's streaming games but if I had the capability like playing my nephew for example I know I kind of keep coming back to that if I had those capabilities I'd, I'd probably do it um, there's nothing really holding me back to be honest with you man I, I like the service a lot I've just been in really no rush to get it and I think that mainly is because it kind of comes back to as far as like you know your Maddens your Daisies, your MLB the show, which is now kind of on both systems. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As far as those games go, it is pick your console. So honestly, it's pick your flavor to me. As far as exclusives go, it's all PlayStation. So for me, I think if Xbox had more exclusives where like I gotta play this game, like like the best example I can think of is like Forza Horizon or something like that. Like I have to play this. Uh, the crew, or they're just kind of PlayStation's equivalent, does not come close to the same. I think I would, you know, yeah, yeah, honestly, just to put it shortly, man, it wouldn't take much for me to do it. Console-wise, I don't really see myself ever really doing it, to be honest with you. I think it would pretty much always be, for me at least, just as far as my flavor, probably PlayStation, just because of, like I said, the exclusives. The Xbox exclusives library just doesn't have quite enough for me to kind of pull me over. That's fair. I mean, I guess quick follow up. If Starfield, it you know, is the second coming that I think some people are overhyping it to be. Like, don't get me wrong, I th- I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. I mean, what is is that something? Sure, sure. So with Starfield, I have to kind of get a better look at it first. Uh, well, I mean, actually, once it drops, you can give me trailers, you can give me walkthroughs and keynotes all day. But I think if Starfield drops and it lives up to the promise and I see that and that's like I have to have that game I think that's 100% enough for me to go grab a controller and for me to go you know hey 
grab uh, grab Ultimate for you know the seventeen ninety nine I think you said a month and be into it a hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I would. Could I potentially make you an offer? Uh, sure, sure. So they're constantly putting out like deals for like sign up for X cheap to get like a free week long or one month long pot, uh, trial for Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. For Starfield, if it so inclines you, I could spot you a controller. Would you be willing to sign up for a trial run of Game Pass? Yeah, I could be into that. I could okay. be into that. I, I, I could try out a trial of it, try out Game Pass, kind of see how I like it. Plus, I mean, not to mention, like, with the fact that I'd be cloud gaming, essentially, I could even kind of see if the performance lives up to my expectations, which, I, which I'm 100% sure that it will. But, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be down for that. And that's something I'd document and test out and leave you guys in our review for a podcast episode. Yeah, sure. Bam. Content. Yeah, and also... The new Horizon and the new Forza coming out. Yeah, Motorsport looks really, really good. Motorsport, I'm not the sim guy, but it looks clean. It looks really, really... Honestly, Motorsport's really great. Like, I've always loved Gran Turismo, but Motorsport is nothing to shake a... You know, you you can't just kind of put your nose up at it. Motorsport's a great game, man. I had a lot of fun with a buddy of mine who had an Xbox uh, playing Motorsport. And, once again, Horizon's just freaking beautiful. I, I, I think I think it is incredible that of all the things that Xbox and PlayStation go head to head on, like Horizon. That's what we got, baby. That's what the green brands got. We got Horizon, and that's not not, not the not the PlayStation Horizon. Completely different Horizon. Yeah, completely different Horizon, man. So good though. Uh, you know, to to circle back to one thing, uh, I was thinking a little bit about you know. <laughs> When we were kids, and I was in, I guess, Kingdom Hearts going to dominate this episode. But I was thinking back to, you know, when Kingdom Hearts first dropped. <laughs> and do you know what my life plans were when Kingdom Hearts 1 first dropped a year after 9 11? I was saying, are you talking specifically about September 19th, 2002? Yep. Tell me about it. Tell me, Justin. What, so, was, what, was, little, what was little J Man's like, life little plans? J Man's <laughs> plans. And. It just flashed back to me because I'm looking in the corner at my uh, World Heavyweight Championship belt. My life plans, and I'm talking like my career goals, like where I saw myself ending up, was to run away from home and run off and join the WWE. That was like that, that... I don't know why I thought it was like some kind of traveling circus that would just take in some 12 year old or something like that. I mean, I mean like it's, that. A, it's a circus, all right. But like, <laughs> that was my life plan, man. Like, then I just started kind of flashing back to like all the different stupid, stupid things that I've done because of watching WWE as a child. <laughs> like, I know that you, like, I know you and your sister, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all shared those Kingdom Hearts moments, but, but be real, did you ever hit a wrestling move on your sister? Yeah, God. No. Oh wow! Look at you, man. No, I I, I would have loved to. I'm very lucky. Uh, my good friend growing up, uh, na- name was Jimmy. He, uh, if it wasn't for him, my sisters would have been in a world of hurt. Luckily, as as WWF, honestly, at that particular point, like I I caught the very tail end of WWF. Uh, so as WWF turning into WWE entered my life, luckily. That was about the time that like I met my friend Jimmy. Yeah. So by the time I got the the, the need to start dropping tombstones and yeah. suplexes and DDTs and whatever, it, oh, I chose to slam the shit out of my brother. Yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah, you did. So luckily, between my buddy Jimmy and honestly, <laughs> mom, dad, I'm I'm so sorry for this. The amount of elbow drops I did on our on our dog Bailey growing up, and like, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge animal fan, love animals. Bailey was 100% complicit in this because she and I would wrestle all the time. I wasn't like jumping off the back of the couch and full dropping elbows on my dog's spine. Let's be very clear. Okay. But like, you know, we, we, you know, we'd roughhouse. And so when Jimmy wasn't around, I'd roughhouse with, my, with our chocolate lab. Right, right. And let me tell you, old Bailey could take a bump. Oh, old Bailey's a pro's pro. She's a pro's pro. And I'll tell you right now, as much as I tried to never hurt her, and I don't think I ever did, if she was absolutely done and over the playtime, Bailey would give out receipts. Ooh. 
if if I if I gave her a clothesline one too many times, she was quick. She was quick to be like, "All right, we're all right, boy. We're done. We're done with this." You know what's funny, man? Is I mean, you know, both of us still watch, and we've even gone to a couple of WWE events. We were there for when Braun Strowman dropped Kevin Owens. Uh, off an 18 foot ladder yeah to to the depths of hell we were there when Seth Rollins won the Universal Championship we sure were Uh, man we were there I actually went to the first Smackdown the first WWE event in general live with a live crowd post pandemic so to speak did you now? So, you know, when they when the pandemic hit they went to like the the, the Thunderdome they called it yes and they went to the, it's, it's such a weird era to look back at, but there's screens and they did it in the NXT Performance Center for a little bit with like no crowds and it's just it's a weird experience to watch, right? Hearing hearing chest slaps when there's not a there's crowd to react, it just it really makes you rethink those guys' life choices for them. So <laughs> I went and I remember it was the, it was SmackDown. It was the first live like WWE event with a crowd. Back back ba- ba- back to normal. Yep, back to normal. Okay. And I don't know how to describe it, but going to those shows, and I'm sure the house shows are fun too. I've always wanted to go to a house show because everybody kind of cuts a little loose a little bit more. But that live experience, one of the craziest, most electric things ever. Nothing sucks me in. Nothing like, nothing pulls me in like the spectacle of WWE, just how big it feels. You know, we kind of talked last week about how, like, you know, certain games feel so grand and big and epic. That's kind of how I feel with WWE, man. Oh, it, it it's one of the few things that puts me back into 2002. You know, it's one of those, it's one of the few things that, like, man, oh, God, talk, I mean, and you and I are at the point where every week when we're watching it, like, we're texting back and forth. We're oh, going yeah, back. Oh yeah, brother, let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. Yeah, WWE. It holds an absolute special place in my heart. I wish I could say that from the time I got into it to now, I've constantly kept up with it, and and you know, just due to, to life being life, I haven't. Right. But man, we've been on a hell of a ride this last we year. Have. The, the, the seeing Sami Zayn get his. At, 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 at WrestleMania, to the degree that he could, and yeah. and, and and everything with the uh, you know spoilers out there, everything with the bloodline, uh, seeing Cody come back, and just dude, it's been a blast. It's been a blast over the past couple of years. Oh, man. it's and, and 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 for all the behind the scenes stuff with with Vince and everything going on, uh, I am more into WWE now than I ever have in my entire life. Like. I'm invested, including I'm also invested in NXT, which which you brought into my life. Dude, I'm telling you, as far as like an easily digestible show that I don't want to say has like no, no filler or anything like that, but it's fun, easy to watch, and really kind of exciting to kind of see like these potential people that you're like, oh, I might be following you like your whole career. Like, NXT is a blast to watch. Those like, kids can move, man. They can all move. Like, and you can kind of, it, it's cool because you can kind of see some of them come along. Like, you know, maybe you're not as great in the ring, but you can talk with the best of them. Or oh. maybe you can, maybe you, maybe you shouldn't hold a microphone. Maybe you shouldn't be near one, but you can go in the ring. Like, it's so fun to watch, man. Like, it, I, I recommend NXT to almost anybody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Watching these kids, and I say kids because we're at the point that they're they're like a decade younger than us. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, they they've done a great job at in this new era of NXT. I'm sure you've seen like old NXT, oh like yeah, black yeah. and gold look. A, a lot of that, like you think Ugh. about like your your Tommaso Ciampa's, your Johnny Gargano's, your oh, Johnny, uh, your Johnny, Samoa Johnny. Joe's, and stuff like that. Even your Shinsuke's, like they weren't really young guys. Like oh no 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 that was that was kind of when Triple H was running it that was kind of like his indie program like, yeah it was a lot of guys who came from the indies that they brought over to NXT and it was it was it was awesome don't get me oh, wrong for sure for sure but like there weren't really any like young up and comers really coming through there now bro 
it's just nothing but young talent all over the place. Young, young talent with completely intact, undamaged knees, ankles, shoulders, wrists. Well, watching these kids sling themselves between the ropes, it. What what is it that they do in Hollywood where they they overcrank the film? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Watching watching some young NXT talent bounce between the ropes versus watching Seth Rollins to this day bounce between the ropes. It's like, have y'all have y'all pressed times two on the speed on this thing? Like, what? Why are y'all moving so fast? Oh, I'm so uh, I'm so excited to watch like Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Braun Breaker is a man out of time. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's he, uh, yeah, and yeah. Car- Car- Mello, oh, Mello, Mello's got the stuff. Uh, Wesley, oh, well, Wesley's here we go. Got the stuff. I mean, Wesley's he had it. He had it. He had a belt. Yeah, he had a belt. What happened to that belt, Justin? Dude, it got lost to your boy, man. Your, uh, your no, 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 no. Favorite Adam here is a big fan of Don Mysterio. Uh, legendary Ray Mysterio. Adam's a big fan, but no, it dude, it's it's such a. It's so fun to watch. It's in a great place right now. Like they're doing record numbers and everything like that. And it kind of finally feels like it's not not that it was ever out of mainstream, but it feels like it's really starting to like come into this major prominence again, man. I love it so much. It it's almost like they took a house show and said, you know what? Let's do this house show on a weekly basis with a Las Vegas budget. Honestly, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it, it just it's all the production value of what you would get from your SmackDowns, your Raws, your AEWs, and all that stuff to that degree. But, like, you know, it's a house show. Like, that, and those crowds are so phenomenal. Like, the oh, crowd is so... Oh, crowd special. Oh, because they're, yeah. they're so up and close to the action. Yeah, Half the time, like, you can almost hear conversations happening in the... In yeah. the and you know that they have to mute some of that stuff out. Oh, it ha- it's such an intimate feel. Like, it's such an intimate feel. Well, one of my favorite things, and you warned me about this going into NXT, is Booker T as, like, <laughs> a commentator. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. As you have pointed out so many times, you know when he's into something, and you know, you know he when he doesn't give two turds about what's going on in that ring. You got your two guys going on? Yeah, Booker, did you see that move that that person just pulled off? Man, what do you think about Pretty Deadly? Silence. Just nothing. Nothing. No- <laughs> Let Roxanne Perez get in there. I mean, okay, slight, but that's his protege. He's oh, hotter. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, yeah. But if she, she can breathe... And, like, he will be just beside himself with excitement and joy. Did you see how she expanded her diaphragm like that? I can't do Booker's voice. Let somebody get in there he does not care about. There's a clip I got to find of one wrestler that the whole time that he was in there, I'm not sure how much Booker actually talked. Because I was like, you do not approve of this person at all. (laughs) What are you telling me about, like, one time it was so bad that he, like, door-dashed food? There is a a picture of him ordering door-dash. I think it was during a commercial break. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. He had his phone open. He was door-dashing, I think, a chicken farm. So... He's, he's a man of taste. Uh, it's not like the most important thing. It's a chicken parm. But you know what? You know what? Seeing these kids beat the ever-loving turds out of each other makes me want to do some chicken parm, baby. Dude, honestly, I'm excited. To, and I feel, I feel so bummed that they're coming to. They're, actually, Raw's coming to Houston pretty soon. I'm, I'm going to miss the show. We've had some prior engagements, but I'm always so excited to go like one of the shows. I mean, it, just, it just takes me back to my youth, honestly. And you know, I, and guys, we've been, I, I know we teased it earlier. I know that we're kind of kind of nearing the end here, but I couldn't let you guys go. Get hyped, no, get excited. Don't, don't. If, if I knew how to cue in music right now, don't. I absolutely would. I would set off <laughs> pyrotechnics. God. If there were lasers oh. that I could shoot out of my eyes right now. The segment that we're about I to go into is the Dominic Mysterio would. segment. Oh. I want you guys. Turn up your speakers. Turn up your attention. We're going to talk about an update on what you asked. The Federal Trade Commission. Adam, I'll let you take it away. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Hey, guys. This is Adam. I'm back with your your FTC talk here. I know that y'all been thinking about it. I know that y'all been wanting it. And I'm going to give it to you. 
because it is that kind of podcast. I wish I had a piano to play right now. I feel so, <laughs> I feel so enthralled listening to this. I have, a, I have a face for radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you promised it last week, so you know, I tried to avoid it, and here we are. But um, so it's it is pseudo over. I told you about how last week uh, that they they had you know. Xbox had been approved to go through with it, but then the FTC decided that they were going to appeal and all that stuff. Uh, and the big issue with that appeal was, uh, so Xbox and Activision's deal had some sort of like stuff in like the small print where if there wasn't something finalized by late August, that uh, basically Activision Blizzard had the ability to come back and renegotiate the deal. And so what that would eventually lead to is, oh, obviously Microsoft has been fighting us for this long. They clearly want us. Let's just tack on a couple extra bill to that price tag. And because of how much, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, and Xbox didn't want to do that because, you know, Xbox knew that they were right. They've already dropped so much money in legal fees fighting this across the planet that, you know, that, you know, rock, rock, hard place. You know, they have to buy it. And, you know, Activision Blizzard weren't going to go crazy, crazy with it. But, you know, hey, when you're talking those kind of numbers, what's an extra five bill? You know, I know that we can't understand that, but to those kind of companies, what's an extra five bill? So they've actually gotten the uh, expansion to that deadline to October 18th of this year. Uh, and in the midst of all that, PlayStation essentially came out and was like, all right, listen, like, let's let's work through this. We're clearly not going to win this because, man, I got to tell you, PlayStation embarrassed themselves. Like that, they came there with nothing, and they should have not known going into it yeah. that st- private emails between Jim Ryan and other high higher ups up there were going to come out. I mean, they had out la- aloud read emails between Jim Ryan and a bunch of other big wigs at PlayStation, laughing about how Call of Duty is not that big a deal. This deal isn't going to be that big a deal. They are going to be just fine without, with or without this deal. They're in the first place of this console generation and last, and probably the next couple going forward because of how much of a lead they have. They they embarrass themselves, but they eventually they, they've come to Xbox and like, hey, let's figure this out. So, uh, along with uh, streaming services uh, like, like Amazon streaming service. Nintendo, however, that's going to work mechanically. PlayStation is now on board that for the next decade, Call of Duty specifically is going to be console agnostic. And, you know, I mean, which is good news for everybody. But, I mean, as Xbox kept stating from the very beginning and have plenty of emails, most of which weren't meant to ever see the light of day to the public anyway, and all their, you know, planned paperwork was stating well yeah we're not gonna take it off playstation we're putting on we're, we'd be taking too much money and just leaving it on the table we're not we're not talking a couple hundred thousand or even a single couple mil or even a 10 mil like they they, they were estimating that minimum 17 million dollars in revenue would be lost in the first year alone just just purely removing it from playstation because playstation you know to their credit has done such a great job over the last decade Building them as the place to pl- uh, play Call of Duty between Honestly, exclusive yeah. modes, exclusive skins, exclusives, exclusives, exclusives. Time releases, if I recall, well, maps. Well, yeah. Maps and the time release thing is a joke because the life cycle of a Call of Duty title is one year. Because after one True. year, the next one comes out. So yeah, like oh yeah, all that stuff's only timed exclusive for one year. Oh, so it's just timed in time. The whole thing's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there's your update. PlayStation's decided to play nice, not because they're good guys, because you know that's just, they they try they, they they made a stink, they lost, and you know the 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 extension's been made to October. I will say, man, I'm kind of excited to see where all this goes. Like it, uh, it's such a kind of wilder saga, I guess, than I really expected it to be, which is all these kind of legal battles going back, and some of the things that are coming out. That's like one big thing. It's just like how. Oh yeah, nobody, nobody wanted this dirty laundry out there. Yeah, nobody that's, did. That's the crazy part is all the dirty laundry that's kind of being aired right now. I'm, uh, I'm not going to hype you up for another one again. I know the deadline's been extended. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to cut a promo for you here. Well, but I do appreciate that update on what's happening with these two companies. That's what I'm here for. I mean, I guess I'll finish it by saying that 
know, I'm excited to see where this goes. This truly is the future of gaming as we know it in, in, in the process of being changed. And I think I genuinely believe, and this isn't me being an Xbox guy or you being a PlayStation guy. Sure. We're, we're both smart enough. I am an Xbox fan and you're a PlayStation fan. We both know that they are big companies and they aren't our friends. They are just trying to get our money, and that's yeah, fine. That's the relationship. But I, I, I do think that regardless of all the people pushing back against this, I think that as gamers, oh God, man, we've got so much to look forward to over the next decade. There's a lot to look forward to. There's a, there, there's a lot coming up to talk about. There's a lot for us to talk about. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Now, with that being said, guys, I can't thank y'all enough for coming to a second episode, a second official episode of Cave Talk Pod. One thing to always remind you guys is make sure to like, follow, rate us. One note on the rating, please rate us gently because I am extremely sensitive. Uh, I have extremely thin skin and my validation as a person is tied to this. That being said, all our socials are at Cave Talk Pod. Come talk to us. We'll talk back. Just don't be mean. Uh, with that being said, guys, thanks for another great episode. Adam, thank you for another great episode. Thank you for another great episode. We will talk to you guys next time. See you guys in the cave.